All right, well, welcome everyone. Great to have you here. Welcome to Christ Central uh, Online. Welcome here in person. Uh, you're awake now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to all the babies and kids. That's all right. It's all, that's great. They're doing fine. All right. Well, uh, as we get started, I just want to share that we had the joy this week as a church to be able to start to give away um, some of the money that has come in to gift day. And so those of you who are part of our church family, we had uh, the privilege and joy of being able to pray and just seek God about how to give away over $20,000, and so which was really exciting. And so this week, I'll just give you some uh, different groups in, in our city and globally that we gave to, and I'll just mention a couple things, then we'll get into God's Word. So we were able to give to Marysville Baptist Church, um, Boaz, Village of Hope, Devon Middle School, Partners for Youth, the Emergency Shelter, the Community Kitchen, Women in Transition, and I might have forgotten one of them. But anyways, that's what we want to do. We want to give to those in our city and some of the needs that are going on and to be able to bless. And um, I sent the message on, uh, to Marysville Baptist, and uh, Jason Hinsdale, the pastor there, called me right away, and it, it was just silence. He was just like, you have no idea the timing of this gift. Like, he was literally shaking. And so it was great to be able to give into that. And Scott Wood and Boaz and what they're doing all around the world and giving the Village of Hope. And there was a whole article yesterday in The Gleaner just about a guy's story about how God changed his life through Village of Hope who was on addictions and everything. So, and then Devon Middle School giving into the breakfast program and so Patty and Sean and others there are just so grateful. And so just to say once again, thank you for giving towards our gift day and we'll continue to give you some updates on that. All right, Jody Ward, thank you so much for speaking last week and serving us so well. And we're going back into Acts chapter 8, so we kind of skipped ahead, and then we're coming back, and we're going to read about just really another phenomenal passage. And again, let me just set the context for this, is that we had, we saw Stephen, who was a follower of Jesus, and he's sharing to really his companions, to his countrymen, to his fellow brothers and sisters, all about how Jesus has come, that Jesus is God in the flesh, fully God, fully human, that Jesus has come. He's fulfilled the prophecies that were given throughout the Old Testament, that he is the chosen one. He's the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He's the one who's come to get us right with God. All those different things. And unfortunately, he is completely rejected. And not only rejected, his hearers disagree violently with what is going on. And Stephen is killed for his beliefs. And that's where we pick up the story. So we're going to go back and let's read through Acts 8 verses 4 to 25. And we read this. Those who had been scattered, that's the followers of Jesus, preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. And when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure, unclean spirits came out of many. And many who were paralyzed or lame were healed, so there was great joy in that city. Now for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people both high and low gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere 
astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. And when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. And when they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry, because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness, and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. And after they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Whew. So here we have followers of Jesus, and because of Stephen being killed, it led to them being scattered from Jerusalem, outwards into the surrounding areas, into Judea and Samaria, which meant they were both crossing ge sorry, um, geography, but also racial barriers, as Jews and Samarians didn't get along for like hundreds of years. So this is a big deal, and whatever context you're coming from, I'm sure you can think of some maybe ethnic groups that don't get along, and they're being forced through persecution to scatter and to go into different areas that they might not usually go into. And I think God can teach us today some lessons from this scattering. So I just want to look at a few things here this morning about how can we apply and learn today from this scattering. So briefly, here are just three things we want to point out that hopefully we can apply to our lives as well. First of all, scattered, they shared good news everywhere they went. And God used this persecution to scatter the Christ followers, and it took them out of their comfort zones across racial and ethnic and cultural barriers. And as we saw last week, as Jody shared, about Philip and even the Ethiopian, God was pushing his people out, and he was using persecution to scatter them. Jesus had said to his disciples earlier in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, which they had been doing. But then Jesus said this, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And Jesus knows what it's like to be scattered. Jesus left heaven above to come to sinful planet earth. Scattered. They shared good news wherever they went. And I believe they shared good news as we see through each person sharing personally the good news of what Jesus had done in their lives. It says, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. And I love this about the book of Acts. It just says, it doesn't even give names to who those people were. It's just all this anonymous groups and people of Christ followers, ordinary people who shared the good news of Jesus everywhere they went. And instead of retreating and laying low and staying quiet, because if you think of there's any time to maybe just, let's just put the brakes on what we're doing here with Jesus, this would be the time. No, they scattered and they had to leave their homes and their culture and their comfort and if there was ever a time to maybe feel like, oh, I'm just going to be quiet, and I'm just going to kind of lick my wounds, and we'll see. It says they kept sharing about Jesus, 
who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for them, everywhere they went. Wow. Find that just amazing. That is the Holy Spirit at work in ordinary people. And this week I was trying to think, oh God, like here in Canada, you know what? We really haven't been persecuted that much that we're scattered. So I was trying to think of a modern day sort of example. And I thought of one right from our own church. And I thought of Kenyunga and his family and Kenyunga Ahuka. And we're going to be praying for Kenyunga and Pamela tonight, 7.30 at our prayer meeting. And Kenyunga's story is this. He was displaced from his homeland in the Congo, lived in a refugee camp for many, many, many years, and then moved here to Canada. So talk about being scattered. Several moves in there. And I think it's eight, probably over eight years ago now, I met Kenyunga and his family. And I think it was the second time I'd ever met Kenyunga, so we didn't know each other. I think it was a CASA, one of her kids needed to go to the hospital. So I drove a CASA and her son and Kenyunga to the deck to the hospital. And we went up to the third floor where the kids are, and I'm sort of attending to and helping a CASA and the kid. And a couple of minutes later, I realized I've lost Kenyunga. So a little bit of panic sets in. I don't know Kenyunga. I'm like, what am I going to do? So trying to help a CASA. And I realize as I start searching for Kenyunga, Kenyunga is going to, into every room. And I'm like, Kenyunga, like, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. <laughs> so Kenyunga was going into every room and praying for healing for every person in every room. Gail, we broke every privacy policy <laughs> thing there was. I said, Kenyunga, like, well, that's what we do. If they're sick people, we pray for God to heal the sick. So he was going into every room and praying for God to heal the sick. So in my crisis of belief, I pleaded ignorance, and we prayed for people. Kenyanga scattered, but everywhere he went, sharing Jesus. And if we know Kenyanga's story over the last eight years, Fredericton, Bathurst, Ottawa, Fredericton, and all the way along, still serving and helping in Burundi. Kenyanga, anonymous, under the radar, ordinary, everyday life, scattered. But he's sharing Jesus everywhere he goes in five different languages. It's amazing. So what about you and I? Because you might be saying, well, I've never actually been scattered because of persecution yet. But God does move us around unexpectedly sometimes. So here are some different examples. And I want us to try to understand in God's sovereign plan how God uses persecution, but sometimes He just uses different situations in life to move us around and get us out of our comfort zone for us to have God's purposes and plans fulfilled through us. So this happens a lot of times. Our jobs change, and sometimes we can we get laid off, and we can think all kinds of different things, and somehow in that, we're like, God, what are you doing? God, what do you have in mind? Maybe you want me somewhere else. And over the years, as we've prayed for many people in our church for jobs, we're always like, God, may the job you have for this person actually be an answer to prayer for somebody else. God, that you would place them strategically. And we've had people move countries for God's purposes and plans. We've had even job placements. We just think some of our friends in the military, 
Sometimes they're only in one place for maybe four months, seven weeks, four years, but God has a purpose in that. Sometimes we get different schools, we can get different classes, we can even get upset because like, I didn't get with my friends. (laughs) Well, maybe God has you there because He wants and needs you in that place. Maybe we get on different teams, maybe even in our neighborhood, different neighbors, trips and vacations. Remember Angela and I, on our first trip, meeting a couple people, and God just had a divine encounter, even while we were on vacation, of being able to pray with some people and follow up. Because you begin to realize, God, everywhere I go, whatever place you have in, I might be scattered, and I might not even understand it all. I can share Jesus with others everywhere I go. So I, this morning, just put out to you, all of us, can we see changes sometimes in our geography, in our job, in our school, as maybe God arranging and pushing us out of our comfort zone in order for His purposes and plans to take place, that we can listen to people, that we can share that we can talk, that wherever we go, we can be about sharing good news. We can do that personally, ordinary people, you and I, sharing our story as part of big, God's big story. And I'll just touch on this because Mark preached on it a couple weeks ago, just the importance of the Word being preached as we are this morning in different contexts. And Mark did a good job just explaining how God uses preaching of His Word in such a powerful way. God reveals truth. God opens up heart. God uses the Holy Spirit to bring conviction from His Word. God gets our attention. And so many times people are impacted through a message because of the preaching of God's Word. And we want to continue to preach God's Word. And I'll just give you one example of this happened. I was just thinking because this was May, so it's, what, 27 years ago right now in 1994, I had the privilege to visit New Zealand uh, for five weeks, which was an incredible trip. And in one of my journeys there, I was in Christchurch, the city of Christchurch, and was visiting city center. And while I'm there, just as a tourist, there was a guy preaching in the city center, like literally on a soap, on the soapbox, and he was preaching. And people were making fun of him, and people were throwing stuff at him. But as I got closer, and as he was preaching, whew, God met me, and I was just like this 21-year-old tourist in New Zealand, and this Canadian out of, and this guy was preaching, and it impacted me. I just stood there for like an hour and listened as he preached, and God was speaking to me. That guy would never know that. He'll never know that this side of heaven, probably, but God used the preaching of His Word in a very different context to have an impact on me. God allowed scattering for His purposes and plans. And one of the things we can learn is wherever we're scattered, we can share good news. We also have this as the second things. There were signs and miracles that followed the scattering. Acts is the story of Jesus returning to heaven. He's sending His Holy Spirit to empower His followers and to live and to dwell. And now Jesus and we talk about his kingdom. Jesus is the king. He's ushering in his kingdom. Jesus has returned to heaven, and he's given his Holy Spirit. And now he says to his followers, you are about the kingdom of God. And we're to declare it. That's the preaching, sharing part. But we're also to demonstrate that we are to demonstrate. And the apostles did this, and people like Philip did this. 
is that it shows and it demonstrates that Jesus has authority over sin and sickness and disease and demonic activity. And that really is a story of light over darkness, good over evil, justice and mercy winning. Philip, signs and miracles, paralytics healed, cripples healed, evil, unclean, demonic spirits came out and there was freedom. And it says this, there was joy in the city. No kidding, hey, wouldn't we love some more joy in the city by seeing people healed and set free? So we need ordinary people sharing, we need people preaching, and folks, we need today gifts of miracle and gifts of healing. We need that in our day and in our time. Because folks, there's a counterfeit out there. And Simon the sorcerer, who was full of magic and tricks and illusions and probably even dark power, there was real power from a demonic source. Even Simon the sorcerer, the great power as he was called, even he knew the real thing. Even he knew this is something different from what I'm tricking people. And today, folks, we have psychics and mediums and spiritists. We have all kinds of people either fooling people or there's real dark power, and we need the real thing. We need Jesus, truth, mercy, power. We have to understand in many parts of the world today, this is how church grows and the kingdom of God advances. So I'm in a WhatsApp group with a guy named Michael Acadia in Ghana, part of our Christ Central family of churches, and about every six weeks we're on Zoom together, and I just love Michael just builds my faith, because here he is in Ghana, and this is how it works. You just go from village to village, and you pray for the sick, and you see them healed, and you see people delivered from demons, and then you share what Jesus has just done, and people get saved, and you start a church, and you just go on to the next village, and you keep doing that. And that just seems like, that seems so New Testament, but I'm so embarrassed because I don't think about going to Moncton or St. Stephen and seeing people healed and delivered and set free, and that's how we plant churches. So it's, it's actually quite embarrassing, isn't it? We just say, God, forgive us for our unbelief and forgive us for not praying and not believing you. And in my reading this week, I was in Habakkuk. In Habakkuk 3.1, just prayed this, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. O oh Lord, renew them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. And folks, all I can say is that's why we seek really a lot of times to pray together. We want to seek God. We want to worship Him. But when we gather tonight as a church to pray and seek God together, we're saying, God, we don't really see your power, and I don't think you're the problem. <laughs> I think we're missing something. So, God, we're going to keep on asking, and I'm foolish enough to believe God to say, we're going to keep praying for sick people. We're going to keep declaring the kingdom of God, and we're going to keep believing that we're going to see demonstrations of the Holy Spirit and power. And amazingly, the thing I have seen over the last 20-some years, I've seen 
The most I've seen is people delivered from demonic, evil, unclean spirits. So hallelujah for that. But we want the whole kingdom coming. So we're going to pray. When we pray Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 in the morning, that's what we're asking. When we pray Wednesday at noon hour, when you pray in your life groups, when you pray on your own, can you continue to ask God? Can you pray that prayer from Habakkuk? Lord, we've heard of your fame. We just heard about it this morning. Lord, we stand in awe of your deeds. But oh Lord, renew them in our day. Renew them in Fredericton in 2021. In our time, Lord, make them known, Lord, we pray. God, remember mercy. Let's be praying that together. And God, from heaven, we believe will answer those prayers to his glory. Third thing, so we've got scattered, sharing good news, scattered signs and miracles, scattered, spirit-filled. Those who follow Jesus receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That Philip proclaimed Jesus, and we're proclaiming Jesus here, we're trying every week. And it says, when the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they paid close attention to what he said. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus, they were baptized in water. And last week, Jody explained that so well, and they accepted the word of God. They believed this message that they were separated from God because of their sin. They realized that they were in the wrong kingdom. How do I get out of this kingdom of darkness and into this kingdom of light? That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is, no one can get to the Father in heaven except through Christ that Jesus, through his perfect life, fulfilled God's law. He pleased the Father. That through his death, he was our substitute. He paid the debt for our sin. He took our shame upon him. Through the resurrection, he defeated death and sin and Satan. And through his ascension, he's sending his Holy Spirit so that every one of us who's a follower of him can have his spirit living within us. And Jesus says he's coming again, and he's going to restore all things. And we become a Christ follower by repenting. We just turn from ourself and from everything else we ever believed in or put our hope in or put our trust in. And we say, Jesus, I'm all in with you. And we believe that Christ died for us. We believe that forgiveness is granted, that we have access to the Father. We believe he's raised from the dead and that Jesus is alive today. We believe he's coming again. And it's a decision, but it's more, it's a decision, yes, but it's a decision that's the starting point, that every day God, I want to be your apprentice. I want to follow you and become more like Jesus. And baptism in water is that we identify with Jesus' death. As we go under the water, we say, my old life is dead. And as we come out of the water, we say, I'm now raised as Jesus was resurrected. I'm resurrected. I'm a new creation, and I can live my life that pleases God. And as I shared with our youth here on Friday night, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and my old life no longer lives, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Whew, that's good news. And the Bible says this, that when we do that, when we confess with our mouth, when we believe in our heart, his spirit comes to live in us. We are born again and we receive the Holy Spirit, we're marked, we're branded, we're given a down payment, a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. We've been bought with a price, and God's Spirit dwells in us. We're born again. We're born of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you can't enter the kingdom of God through flesh. You have to be born of the Spirit. But then it gets even better. We're not just born again. God wants to fill us 
baptize us, immerse us in his Holy Spirit. We don't want to just be marked. We want to be filled and overflowing. We want the Holy Spirit. And in the book of Acts, this is where we always see this. Repentance and faith always comes first. We've got to be born again before you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. So repentance and faith always comes first. I'm going to turn from my ways. I'm going to put my hope and faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I'm going to be born again. And then two things can happen. You can either be baptized in water, and then sometimes later you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is what we're just seeing here at Acts 8. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to look at Acts 10. Cornelius and the believers heard the message. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then water baptism came afterwards. God can do it either way, and I've seen it in our church here many times. I've seen people pray for salvation, and the Holy Spirit comes and fills them, and, it's mirac- and then they're baptized in water. And then sometimes I've seen people salvation, baptized in water, and later on, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. The most important part is you get both. So we want obedience. We're going to be identified with Jesus. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. And on June 6th, I think it is, we've got a baptism coming up. We've already got many people who are going to be baptized, who are going to be identified with Jesus. But we want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit as well. So Peter and John came there just checking things out. First time in Samaria, different culture, different thing. We just want to make sure that you don't miss out on being filled with the Holy Spirit. So God works in different ways, but repentance and faith always comes first. So this morning, have you been born again? Have you been baptized in water? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? If you have been, are you going on being filled with the Holy Spirit. You can come thirsty and you can ask and you can receive as we come to Jesus. And the last little point is this, and it's just a cautionary thing. Here's Simon again. We think Simon's a believer. Sounds like he accepted the Word of God. He was baptized. But when it came to being baptized in the Holy Spirit, we realize that, and this is a warning to all of us and a heads up, We can be believers, we can be baptized, but we can still have other strongholds that have a stronger hold on us than Jesus and his Holy Spirit. And I'm just linking a couple things together. Peter identifies one of them, bitterness. And he says, you're captive to sin. I think think Simon probably had a money problem as well. Because what's the first thing when he sees the apostles lay hands, people are filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, There's a money issue comes up with that. And Peter's like, you know, whew, how dare you think you can buy the gift of God? Well, 2,000 years later, there's a lot of connection between signs and wonders and Christians and wanting money. <laughs> Not, the human heart hasn't changed very much in 2,000 years. So this is just a warning that we don't want to prevent going on being filled with the Holy Spirit if we're full of bitterness. So forgiveness is a whole other message, but we can talk more. But if you know you've got some bitterness going on, let's, let's deal with that because we don't want to prevent, because bitterness is one of those things the Bible says, it's like a root that defiles many. It brings disease to other people. And money as Paul will say later, is the root of all kinds of evil. 
So let's not have money ruling our hearts. So those are sort of two warnings to us. Let's deal with bitterness if we've got bitterness. We've got to work through some forgiveness. We've got to work through getting freed up. And let's not let money be the root of all kinds of evil. All right, I'll have the team come and we'll just bring closing to this. So this morning, and probably this week, this is what I'm asking all of us to do. It's just to actually take a few minutes this week. Can you carve out a few minutes to just go over the things I've talked about? Okay? Where is God placing or moving you? So there's different ways God scatters. But can you think about maybe who your neighbors are, where God's placed you in a neighborhood, the network of people God's put you in, and even the nations. And we have some people from our church even in the next several months moving to the nations as they obey God, as God's scattering people even from our own church to the nations. But even in your ordinary life, where has God placed you to share good news? Would you consider that Let's continue to ask and let's continue to practice asking God for signs and wonders and miracles. Let's keep praying, asking God, renew these things in our day and in our time, and let's pray for the sick. If we never pray for people, we'll never probably see them healed. So I'm going to risk every time just saying, God, I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to trust you. And if people don't get healed, we're loving, and God, we're going to go on asking. And the third one this week, have you been born again? Have you been baptized in water as obedience to being a follower of Jesus? Have you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Do you need to be refilled or go on being filled with the Holy Spirit? The good news is really the answer to all those things is really just coming to Jesus every time. Saying, Jesus, where do you want me? Jesus, only you can perform signs and wonders. Jesus, only you save. Jesus, baptism is being identified with you. How do I get filled with the Holy Spirit? I come to Jesus and ask. So let's stand. If you're at home, ask you to online, think about those, these three questions this week as well. I just want to pray and then we'll do a closing song. So Father in heaven, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for sending Jesus that you scattered him from heaven to come to planet earth to fulfill your purposes and plans, Lord. And Father, I pray for every person here today, every person listening online. I pray, Lord, as you scatter us in your sovereign plan, Lord, would you empower us to share good news everywhere we go. Lord, would you stir up gifts within us and would you help us to believe you for signs and miracles that are going to confirm that Jesus is real and alive. God, may we see many, Lord, come to know you, be born again, baptized in water, and baptized and filled with your Holy Spirit so that we can just go and be scattered again. Lord, we pray that for your glory and for our good and for the good of those around us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.